The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, I want to talk about the Citizens' Assembly on drug use. Uh, they are set to recommend liberalisation of the laws around possession of common illegal drugs here. That's according to the Chairman of the Assembly, Paul Reid. Uh, they are coming to an end this month and they've been deliberating on all aspects of drug use from services to funding and policy as well. Aon Riordan is a Labour TD and the party spokesperson on education and justice. Aon, you're welcome to the show. Do you welcome this news that it looks like we are... Well, one step closer, if I'll describe it that way, to the possible decriminalisation of drug use. Yeah, I do. I've been campaigning for this with others for about for about 10 years. And I think just to explain what decriminalisation of drug use means, it doesn't mean decriminalisation of drugs. It doesn't mean legalisation of drugs. It means we focus on the drug user and how best do we help the drug user. And it has been proven that arresting the drug user, putting the drug user through the criminal justice system, having people with addiction issues in prison doesn't work and it hasn't worked and it's not going to work. Um, and there's other models internationally that have worked much better that fundamentally deal with somebody with an addiction issue uh, through the, the health system. So the idea is that the very taking, the action of taking drugs, not dealing them, not selling them, not trading them, but taking them uh, would not be a criminal offence in the first instance uh, and that you'd have a suite of, of you know, interventions, health-based interventions mm. to help that person. So maybe... maybe highest okay. rate in Europe. We have a massive cocaine issue in the country. It is a social justice issue because we know disproportionately those who end up in addiction are those who have, you know, issues from... Uh, for marginalisation from society and often people self-medicate trauma issues from their childhood and they're trying to ease pain by taking drugs. So when you actually criminalise the taking of drugs, often you're criminalising marginalisation. I know we don't mean to do that, but that's yeah. the effect of it. So maybe talk us through then, for people at home, talk them through how a new system might work in, in, in your mind's eye compared to what would happen at the moment. So the guards, they come upon somebody, they're using drugs, whatever they happen to be, they end up, uh, they get a summons, they go to court, you know, and, and, and a conviction against their name. What, what would the new system look like? Well, it's not a non-interventionist model. It's not a case of sort of letting somebody off free to keep doing what they're doing. It's an interventionist model as it is in Portugal where we see there is a dissuasion committee instead of a court system. So there's a dissuasion committee, uh, you know, intervenes with the drug user who may have been found with something in their possession, clearly for their own use. Uh, And there's a nurse, there's a doctor, there's a counsellor on that dissuasion committee, and they talk through the person's addiction. They find interventions, counselling that will help that person. And what's happened in Portugal over 20 years, and it's not perfect, but over 20 years in Portugal, they've reduced the number of fatal overdoses uh, by 75%. They've reduced the number of people on heroin dependency programs by 50%. Now, it doesn't reduce drug use, um, but I think we have to deal with the reality that's in front of us. If we're trying to stop drug use, well, you know, that's a very different conversation. But what we have to try and do is to save the lives of those who use drugs, who use drugs harmfully, who contract hepatitis uh, C, who contract HIV, who overdose in huge numbers. That has to be our focus. And those people often don't trust the state, regardless of what person comes in, in you know, in, in contact mm. with them. They just don't trust the state. They, they've grown up not trusting the state because every interaction they've had has been a negative one. So we need to have a very compassionate view of, of what we're trying to achieve here. But we also have to maybe get our own heads around the fact that, you know, drug users are probably the most despised uh, subsection of our society. We call them names. It's 
it's easy to call them names in polite society. We hear it on the, on the media all the time, what we call people who are in drug addiction. Uh, and we've moved away from stigmatizing so many other disadvantaged groups in our society or vulnerable groups in our society, but the drug user is still vilified. And I think if we were to have a whole societal rethink about how we deal with addiction, then we won't have 70% mm. of our core cases, in our, our drug core cases, um, uh, based around possession uh, for personal use. We still have the ridiculous scenario of people in court for the possession of cannabis to the worth of two euro. Now, the guard who's involved in that, the criminal justice system, the judge, the court, like that's a complete waste of time. Yeah. And a complete waste of guard of resources. So that why I, that's why I heard yesterday, it was so gratifying to hear Pat Leahy, a former assistant a Garda Commissioner, and indeed Jack Nolan, a former assistant Garda Commissioner, who have both said that they don't favour legalisation of drugs, but they do favour the decriminalisation of yeah. the drug use. Well, well, what do you say then, Aon, to people? And I'm, I'm not talking about people who are wedded to kind of an ideology or a principle and that they'll never come around to your way of thinking, but maybe people at home listening to this and they, they might see a headline today in a newspaper uh, or an, uh, and the word used is liberalisation. And they'll, they'll remember kind of headlines in recent days. And a conversation I had, a really interesting conversation with Tony Duffin a couple of weeks ago as well about something like the, the threat posed by fentanyl. And, and you know, the, it, it one seems to clash with the other, I guess. And and they worry about the, the, the road you go down with liberalisation. Well, this isn't about sort of accepting that use can happen and that we have no view on it. This is an interventionist model. It just means that we don't do it to the court system. What I would say is if it was your family, if it was somebody that you love and you found that they had a drug, a drug abuse issue, would you ring the guards or would you ring a doctor? Who would you want to interface with that person that you love? And that's, I think, what we have to view in society because what we've done heretofore just hasn't worked. Our, system, our, our court system is full of people who are sick and poor. Our, our prisons are completely overcrowded with people who are sick and poor. And it's, we have the third highest overdose rate in Europe. So what, if what we were doing was working, well, let's keep doing it. But it's not working. It's not working in any way. And we have, you only have to work, walk around from where I work in Leinster House to see, you know, discarded um, you know, drug paraphernalia, people who are openly injecting in the street. You know, as drug minister, I was championing the idea of an injecting centre. Well, actually, I, 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 let me ask you about that, or, or rather, in the context of in the context of the delays on the drug injection centre, how contentious do you expect any liberalisation or decriminalisation to be, given how long we've been waiting for this drug injection centre? I, th- I think it's the responsibility of people like me to listen to fears that people have. We've never won any debate on social change in Ireland by disregarding the fears that reasonable people have. And I know people will assume that you liberalise drugs, they become more freely available, they become more, you know, normalised. That's not the idea here. The idea here is that you have a you have a, a an addiction services that can work freed from, you know, the shadow of the criminal justice system, freed from the intervention of guards and of courts and of and of judges. And you actually have a much more humane uh, uh, you know, approach which has worked to save lives, and I, I, I think that's the goal here. What the fundamentally we're trying to do here is to save lives. Now, people don't place a huge value on these lives, and that's all of our fault. Um, but I think we can do better than that. I really do. And I think what I would ask people listening to this is that if it was in their own family, and by the way, addiction is in every family in Ireland. It mm-hmm. might be drugs, it may be alcohol, it may be something else. But if somebody in your in your family was addicted to something. I think you'd rather they talk to a counsellor or a doctor or a nurse than talk to a guard who may give them a criminal sanction that will hang over them for life. And they're also less likely to recover 
if they're only dealing with mm. the criminal justice system. If you feel that the system actually has your back, wants you to succeed. And we're just finishing recovery month there in the last month. I was in Dunny Carney there on Friday evening talking about with people who are, who are going through their own recovery journey. It was really, really inspiring listening to, to them. It's not easy. And the, and the issue is that when you come through recovery, what you have to deal with, it's not like the Hollywood idea of getting clean. Yeah. When, you, when you come through recovery, you have to deal with the issues that got you into addiction in the first place. And that's often pain, trauma, childhood pain. It could be abuse. It's a whole litany of things. And so we can't just say, here's a list of things that are addictive. And if we just ban them, people yeah. won't get addicted to them. People turn to substances, you know, misuse because of pain and trauma in their own lives. And we have yeah. a better idea of that then I think we might achieve something. Now, look, I'm trying to work on this on a cross-party uh, uh, basis. I am going to give a shout-out here to, to my parliamentary colleagues, Paul McAuliffe, uh, Senator Lynn Ruan, Nessa Horrigan. Um, you know, we're all working really hard collectively yeah. to try and get all political parties uh, to move to a position of decriminalisation. I think it's really working. Aon O'Riordan, who is a Labour TD and he is the party spokesperson on education and justice. Uh, Aon, thanks a million for speaking to us here. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.